0: Welcome to the front porch with Brian Bowdrey. So let's let's talk a little bit. You, from what I understand, you you had a key role in setting up this, I guess, point the way type thing with Children's Ground in Australia. Yeah, I, I assume that's the correct name. I think yep. I'm remembering right. that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Good. So so what are we doing with Children's Ground?
1: So. Just taking the the broad view, um, I thought it was important that the Asia Pacific region business was was connected in kind of a a systematic way to to um, an organisation that we could help yeah. benefit rather than this kind of what we had been doing some sporadic stuff where we'd go. There's a, a children's an urban children's farm near the office. Yeah. We'd been down there and we'd done a, like a work day with them and contributed to the, to what they do. And, and we'd done a, like a collections drive for another organization. And it was all worthy stuff and great. And yeah. um, they benefited from those things. However, I felt that if we could coalesce our efforts into one one organization, mm-hmm. that would be more effective ultimately. Yeah, And um, so I, I really wanted to try and find an organization that, with our values, and um, you know, one of one of the biggest disadvantaged groups in Australia is Indigenous children. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are way behind the national average on pretty much every metric that counts: health outcomes, education, um, employment, all those things. Yeah. And um, so, what children's ground does? So, I began searching yeah. for, for for something interesting yeah um you know there's tons of organizations that are helping these kids yeah um with some government assistance or maybe it's just community backed or a combination of the two um and so that that wasn't necessarily a problem, but I wanted to find something interesting and a, the interesting thing that I found with children's ground is that they have a generational approach to change mm-hmm. which instinctively is important i think um to be able to work with kids from when they they joined school or, or kindergarten at, you know, age five or whatever it is, all the way through into adulthood, yeah. to be able to support that journey and um, embed change early and um, set up a framework of support early is really important. Yeah. Um, and not just to, you know, there's a water bomb dropping some money on a community for a year and then see her and that they never right. heard from again. Um, yeah. I think they demonstrably less and less effective than that long engagement approach. So that, that was what attracted me to it. So that's,
0: I mean, it sounds like that's really the, I mean, it's really every part of it is just about building that long-term partnership and commitment rather than it being these, these one-off things, which are great in, in the short term, but mm-hmm. we really wanted to to partner with someone for the long term and make a long-term impact.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. Um, and th- there's two aspects of that. There's, there's what they do, which is effective long-term engagement. And then for us to be able to support that by long-term engagement, I think is important as well.
0: Yeah. So, so what are we doing as, as point of rental to help support what's going on at children's ground?
1: So phase, phase one is um, monetary support. And uh, I deliberately wanted to think about it in two phases. One is, um, let's get some material support to them, which is financial assistance. They can decide how that's best um, best spent or invested. And then phase two, which is kind of where we're starting to head into now, is how can we help their organization from a kind of business standpoint? Mm. You know, are there are opportunities to do, um, you know, mentorships or for them to do um, internships with our company understand what it's like to go to a workplace every day. Yeah. Um, and you've got to remember some of these kids are living in some of the remotest parts of the world, um, or literally hundreds if not thousands of miles from the nearest kind of urban center. Yeah, And so their concept of what it might be like to get a job is um, almost non-existent in some cases. Yeah, um, and that that informs a lot of, the ultimate disadvantage that they experience because they did, they're just not connected with that, and they um basically just do what their parents always did, which is not necessarily going to school or thinking about vocational outcomes or anything like that. Yeah, it's
0: hard to imagine where you could be if you have no idea that certain things even exist.
1: Yeah, what, what's that saying? What what you can see, you can be. Yeah, I think. Um, and and for many of those kids, they just they never see they never see a life of, um, uh, of success or um, growth. So that's important. So so the idea was let, let's get something in place that um, starts to have some immediate effect. And what we decided to do was to donate a percentage of our revenue okay. to them. So um, we're donating 1% of all new sales to their organization, Awesome, which is great. Um, so every new customer that comes through the door Um, implementation and acv as well as new customer spending so existing customer spending new money yeah all of that uh, gets pulled and we we write them a check each month for the percentage of our sales for that month what what i think is important you know in business and in life is to be able to sort of embed sort of process driven habits that things just happen because you set set it up that way yeah and you know, we get, we get super busy every day. And I think one of the problems we confront when we're thinking about trying to help an organization like children's ground is we need some kind of mechanism that just makes that happen. Yeah. So the idea of being able to donate a percentage of revenue every month just makes that clock tick, which is fantastic for us. And it means that um, I, I don't have to be thinking, Oh, you know, you know, Two o'clock in the morning, I wake up like, oh, damn, what are we going to do for children's ground this month? Yeah. And it, that becomes burdensome and ultimately I'm probably not going to execute on that. Yeah. And so I really wanted to make make sure that we had the nuts and bolts of a, a regime, maybe not the best word, <laughs> yeah. a regime in place that enabled us to help them every month without even thinking about it. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then the, the phase two that I referred to, um, I don't know, do you want to – you wanna ask me some questions about wha- sure, what yeah, that yeah. looks
0: like? why is it important to not just have that that recurring thing, that automatic like, hey, no matter no matter what happens, we've done a thing to help them. Yeah. Why is it important to to go beyond that and to do phase two of, of this project?
1: Yeah, I think it's years. a it's a money can't buy aspect that um, you know, we're all we all benefit from experiential learning and I think by trying to connect our organization with their organization, people to people, um, can really deliver some benefits because a, a kid, those kids get access to something that's completely different to their experience. So we're a, we're a city-based software company, which is almost literally Damn. thousands of miles in difference from from somebody living in a remote community who – maybe goes to school, maybe doesn't. So we're really polar opposites. And I think being able to set some stuff up that enables those two organisations to connect has got to be really beneficial for those kids. Um, And then second to that, I think the um, Children's Ground Organisation has a head office in Melbourne. It's actually really just totally coincidentally is about half a mile from the office in Melbourne. Um, Well, one of the reasons that I picked pick the organization but it turns out their office is around the corner so I'm able to go there and have coffees and see what see what they're doing yeah. um, and then they have some sort of remote satellite um, operations which are closer to the communities they're working with makes sense um, those in themselves are a long way away from from anything um, there's a town right in the middle of Australia called Alice Springs okay. which is in terms of the outback that is a massive city yeah. but it's 20,000 people Okay, so it's a town, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they have a, a, an organization there, and they also have one in a city called Darwin, which is named after Charles Darwin. I was gonna say I've heard of it. The very far north of Australia, it's I think closer closer to um, Indonesia than anywhere else in Australia. Okay, <laughs> so it's pretty remote as well. Yeah. Um, so they have two satellite uh, organizations there and in El Springs, and the idea that those organizations can benefit from some of the stuff we do, you know, business processes, innovation um, yeah. is, I think, another avenue to explore. And we've just started kind of talking about that as well.
0: Yeah, especially especially since at least you and a lot of, you know, well, actually the whole company has gone through a lot of recent growth. Yeah. So perhaps we can help them uh, experience a lot of growth and get them helping
1: more more people as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's that's correct. Um, they do um, – part, part of their program I didn't mention before is that um, graduates of the program then become mentors in the program if, if they choose to and, yeah. and they're good at that. And so I recently met with two of the mentors who had previously been in the program when they were school kids. Yeah. They'd come to Melbourne kind of doing a tour the, the organization brought them down and they, they were meeting some sports stars, indigenous sports stars, um, yes. sort of as an aspirational thing, um, connecting with sponsors like, like us. And so I was able to sit down and talk to them about the, the, the difficulties of trying to make change. And I guess it that experience for me brought into very stark relief that the challenges involved, yeah. um, you know, some somebody like me, who's a, a guy that's grown up in the city, lots of help around me, and haven't really had to struggle for too much. Yeah. Um. These guys are making a huge difference in the lives of others. Totally different to me, and all sorts of challenges that I've never had to think about. So it was really interesting talking to them about about that. And I think that that probably helped me to recalibrate my expectations a little bit about what could ultimately what an organization like that can achieve, um, that there's a lot of stuff that's it's super tough to solve. Yeah. And may, maybe I, on reflection, maybe I'd gone into that with a little bit of a, I don't know, a starry-eyed vision about, you know, how we could help. Yeah. And I think I'm probably a bit more grounded in reality, having having talked to them about, you know, that they don't even, they don't really have reliable internet, for example. So, the idea of being able to do school via Zoom—it's yeah. not really a thing—and I'd yeah. kind of go on and think, well, you know, of course, since we've had the pandemic, everybody's tuned into we Zoom. We have all now. these tools, yeah. I mean, God, and yeah. they're like, yeah, that's not really part of our world. Yeah. So that that helped helped to, um, I guess, you know, help help me to understand the, the reality of the situation much better. All
0: right. I don't know how to ask exactly this, but it seems like what what seemed interesting to me about that is this idea that there's these mentors that have like recently graduated from whatever program and they're they're basically mentors at like I would assume a really young age mm-hmm. and and what's it like like I know when I was younger, I was definitely not responsible enough to be a mentor for right. me, anyone
1: probably still <laughs> not <laughs> that's fair that's yeah.
0: fair <laughs> I've given myself too much credit <laughs> um but but what's it like dealing with with people that are kind of in that situation where they're forced to, I don't know if force is the right word, but forced to be a a mentor even at such a young age when they're, they're still growing, they're still experiencing, they're still, still learning all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's an interesting question to, to consider. Um, You know, I, I, having been a mentor myself, I think part of mentoring is growing oneself as well. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a symbiotic relationship and, there are, um, you know, there 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 are benefits for the mentor in, um, I guess, being able to reflect on their own situation and 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 be insightful about their own growth. Uh, you know, as a sort of counterpoint to the person that they're helping to grow. Yeah, and so I think that's interesting. The age thing that they probably don't fully understand what it is they don't know or where they're heading, but it's all part of the journey. And I, I think being able to kind of having the courage to immerse yourself into something like that at a young age, it's probably testament to the power of the program. There's, I, I guess, a, a natural instinct to want to give back to something that's benefited you so much. Yep. And, you know, the, the fact that you've got, I mean, it's part of the program, right. To become a, to become a, a mentor is 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 something significant, and then that continues to grow your, to grow you and 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 enhance your journey, further from there.
0: Awesome, and that and that's something that uh, we're hoping in phase two that not only you but but other at least Australian pointers would be a lot able to participate in it and benefit from.
1: Yeah, own right. Absolutely. So that the, the one of the goals now, which we're sort of exploring somewhat slowly. Um, everybody's busy so we you know we do our best to fit it into our third fourth fifth jobs and th- those guys are the same yeah um, one of the things we're exploring is how um, our pe- pe- teens I guess later teens in the program are thinking about work yeah and whether you know whether we could have somebody who does a, a remote answer phone answering for us or um, some you know data input for our finance team or you know here's a spreadsheet go go sort all that and try try and help them understand some of the things we do day-to-day in business and then the other side to that is what I think I mentioned before what are what are some of the things that we do really well in our business in terms of uh, process and customer customer relations that they could learn from as an organization so not the people who are benefiting from their programs but the actual people delivering the program, how we could connect our business with their business and um, maybe we can understand some of what they do and bring that into what we do and and vice versa. So I think just connecting the two organizations is, is um, the goal, how that practically rolls out. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Well, that'll be part podcast part two, maybe.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, is, is there anything else that people need to know about Ch- Children's Ground or or our partnership with Children's Ground um, in the near future? No. <laughs> I've said everything. Um, is there I, anything you want to say to people uh, going to Hire23? That- yeah.
1: Um, Love people to drop a stand um, and I'd be interested in hearing about other businesses, a lot of our customers are businesses that are interested in supporting um, great causes like um, Indigenous kids. So I'd be interested in hearing about those experiences and talking to them about what we're working on. Um, there are a couple of hire and rental businesses which are um, Indigenous owned and run. A couple of them are customers. So I'd be interested in nice. in talking to them about what what it is they do and, and how it is that they channel... What, what comes out of their business back into their local communities that'd be really interesting too
0: yeah that'd be that sounds like a lot of fun yeah yeah so yeah that's stand is there a difference between booth and stand I know we use booth in the US and then there's stand a lot in in other countries is, we is say stand okay I think so you guys are at stand 13. is that right I think so yeah I mean I've been told that's what, that's what I keep typing in all these emails
1: all right stand 13 <laughs> at the high show may 24th 25th in sydney uh it's going to be great you know we're a huge supporter of the hria which is the higher and rental industry association It's a bit of a tongue twister not as not as easy as ara <laughs> i was
0: gonna say there's a reason we say hria
1: yeah and um you know we're, we're a really big supporter of the organization um, we think that you know developing new talent in, in that industry is important too and, and we want to help drive tech innovation and drive innovative thinking in the industry as well, which is why we set up our um, tech sponsorship partnership with the HRAA. So Point of Rentals, the official um, technology partner of the HRAA. And the idea behind that is we're bringing stories um, to their magazine and to the show about about, um, new thinking in the industry, not necessarily digital innovation, but mechanical innovation, how those two intersect. And I'll be hosting a panel called The Future of Hire, which is on the, the Wednesday, which I think's the 25th off the top of my head. Yeah, I was going to say, don't ask us to look at a calendar right now. Right. And um, so we're hosting a panel with um, four heavy hitters in the industry from um, general equipment to party and event. Awesome. Where we're all going to be talking about what the future of hire looks like from a digital perspective, customer experience perspective, Um Equipment perspective, what are the new trends that are going to drive the industry over the next kind of two, three, five years? So that's going to be really interesting. Super excited about that. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you for coming all the way to America to explain this to me.
1: Just to do this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Brian. Have a good one. You too.